You're listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to master the stock market and the art of being a dad. So pull up your cargo shorts, put on your grass-stained New Balances, and let's throw some stocks on the grill. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey, everybody. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Threw off the whole intro, my guy. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. <laughs> okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Stocks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Zabala. And today we are going to subject you all to the horrors of our second installment of Stock Dads After Dark. Luckily, to make it less awful, we have DJ and a guest here. As you can hear, our guest making <laughs> wild noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, today we have on uh, Austin with us, Big Quench uh, from Penny Boys. And um, last time we had him on, he talked about options, and we realized that. Uh, our conversations are never really that productive. So we just decided that our second episode would be just a <laughs> screw around stock dads after dark episode. It'd be way more fun this way. Austin, thanks for coming back, man. Of course, man. Gotta come get that sexual chocolate. Only get it here. <laughs> that's that's what we're trying to provide here. Sexual yeah, this chocolate. Is, this is gonna get weird real quick. Oh, yeah. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You do need a soundboard, though. You just hit it and you get that, you know, that soccer shit. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Now that you mention it, that probably would be a good idea. Especially for a live, well, a live show recorded, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. DJ is kind of the one that makes funny noises of the duo here. I can't do it. So, like, until then, DJ can be in charge of sound effects. <laughs> Just, I love that one specifically. Only that one. That's what I want to need on the board. Is that the? It's, it might be called the hip hop air horn. I just googled what is the wah bam 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 horn, and that's what came up. How did you spell that? That's probably it. W a m b a b a h b a a a a a a wah bam bam bam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. Oh. Yeah, the ubiquitous there. Yeah. God, it's just <laughs> popping off, dude. It's just getting <laughs> the rat while it just goes. And just blasts. Maybe we'll have to share oh, that uh, the link to that YouTube clip in uh, in the show uh, notes so people could know what the heck sound you're talking about. <laughs> I think they know oh. what sound. <laughs> Dude, you look like you're at a concert right now. You're like popping off. Over dude, there. it gets me revved up, dude. It gets me torqued <laughs> up, dude. You got the the ceiling fan oh. on with the lights and yeah. the it looks like you got it's strobes strobe. going on in there. It's a this is like a mosh pit coming. A little more gentle. You and talk some some I would say the most fatherly, dadly thing I've ever gotten like super into, like where you get like like people are like you might be too into that. Like it's, you know, where like people are concerned. Yeah. Um, it's these, dude. Let me, let me give you a taste. 
Welcome to Philip's Hue. <laughs> now this is see now this is where I need the as the lights change. Oh wow! Wow! Dang! That's pretty cool. Great setting. Let me show you. Relax. Phenomenal setting. You relax. I'm relaxed. <laughs> For our listeners uh, who can't see, Austin is changing the color of his room as we speak with uh, some sort of app, and it's putting me in a really strange place and a really odd mood. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling right now. I did a yoga class one time, and it was a little weird. Nude or regular? <laughs> it was one of those nude goat ones. If you have, if you're familiar, but I'm feeling a uh, very similar now looking at your lights as I did then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's given me a, uh, I don't know, feelings that I'm not too sure about. You know, I'm just gonna embrace them for the night. It is what it are is. We just, are we just friends? Is this just like you know? <laughs> yeah. I, my best friend. I couldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. <laughs> to to be determined. I feel. <laughs> Austin, what have you been up to lately, man? Jocelyn, dude. I'm just on a perma jostle, dude. I was just playing some Pikmin 3 with the boy today, dude. I don't know if you Ooh. fucks with the Switch. Nintendo is, Switch. Is that new? Because I feel like no, I've been seeing some ads about it. Dude, it's fire, dude. It's like, I love games like that. That's like, you could, is a chill play. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you know, just, you're going to sit upright. You know what I mean? You don't have to yeah. get tired. Yeah, no, I'm well familiar with the gaming stance that, like, yeah. you need for, like, if you're playing, like, Call of Duty online or something. Yeah. Like, you need to be oh, in the zone for that. But, yeah, it's nice to just dial it back and chill a bit. Yeah, we play. We, Me and him play all the fucking time. Pretty much every, at least every day for a little bit. Before I get it's him all- in the lay down, we play a little bit. <laughs> Would you say it's called? What's it called again? Pikmin Three. Hmm, okay. Like pick P I K M I N, I think. But yeah, it's just like you have these little guys and you just harvest them and you grow a bunch of little guys. These little missions. It's fantastic, dude. I don't know. It's, it's very cathartic. Great I know game. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's I'm not uh, much of a gamer. Know. You're not. It's. No, I think that's no. the kind of game you could get. How old are your kids? You have chitlins? Two and four, yeah. A little, little young, a little premature for that game. Yeah, maybe sure. seven, eight. It's one of those games like you don't have to worry about anything. Like it's on the Switch. There's no weird guy gonna be like hitting up your kid with the mat. You know, that's why I like mm-hmm. the Switch. Like I hate it if I play with my friends because it's like it's exhausting. Like you have to pain, but like for kids, <laughs> from kids' hands, you don't have to get any pedophiles on that. Also, I've always enjoyed that the British people. They don't say pedophile, they say pedophile. You ever know that? Really? Yeah. I didn't really know that. enjoy that stress of the pedophile. Yeah. But, I, I'm a big fan of the, <laughs> how the British stress a lot of their words. Yeah. So. Tulsa. Like the I want to know guy. why you're talking to British people about pedophiles. No, I'm just saying that's how they <laughs> say it. Man. You know what I mean? You're watching British crime and whatnot. Uh, okay, okay. I gotcha. Some... That NCIS Special Victims Unit stuff, you know? Well, you're going to get it. But yeah, it's a great game, dude. When the kids get a little older, you should check it out. It's, it's just a relaxed game. 
There aren't many mm-hmm. games I feel like that's like, hey, I, I relax to play this. Every other game I play, torqued up, I want to get relaxed. I get torqued yeah. up, I want to get relaxed. Yeah, I feel like this would be a good game for Jack when he's like ripping doors off of things. Yeah, for sure. My kid's yeah. super aggressive. Dude, okay, so let me tell you guys a story. Um, I'm like super embarrassed about it, but the other day at daycare, I go to pick up my kids and I like while I'm waiting for them to go get them because COVID, like the teachers have to go get them from the classroom yeah. and stuff and bring them to you. But like I was waiting and this other dad was there picking up his daughter and like while I was waiting, like the the one of the front desk ladies or whatever was getting giving that dad like a note and like saying that like another kid like ripped a chunk of her hair out of her head and stuff. Uh, and like the whole time, like I'm sitting here and I'm, I knew, I knew immediately. I was like, I was like, that's my kid. My kid did that. My kid did that. Like, so apparently, uh, they don't know what instinct, like who instigated what, but like my kid literally ripped like a chunk of hair out of this girl's head. And like, dude, I'm, I was like heated. Like, I was so mad. Like, oh, man, I, dude, uh, he was punished appropriately. And uh, we wrote, a, like, a note to the parents and gave him, like, 20 bucks in case she needs a haircut or something. And we hope, like, all is well. <laughs> but, like, yeah. damn, dude, I was, like, I was ready to throw knuckles with him. We were going to fight. Like, me, dude. I was like, you cannot go around pulling little girls' hairs. Like, even a little boy, but, like, especially don't go around hurting little girls, dude. Dude, uh, that that girl's parents is gonna send her to preschool with like a shank. <laughs> did you do like when you got him? Did you you want those? Get in the car. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Car. Yeah yeah! Yes. Get in the car. Oh yeah! You're For pointing. sure. It's just really vigorous, you know. You've never seen oh, yeah. DJ Father, but that's like his tone always. Pretty yeah, much. I'm, I'm an aggressive <laughs> human being in general. It's uh, it's it's well known that I'm a bit of a hothead. Uh, you know, I, uh, and hot buddy. What? Yeah, he's got to do it. Now. Is that the noise that you were trying to make? You outperform me, so now you have to do it. Wah, wah, wah. There yeah, it is. Exactly. God damn, yep. I love that. <laughs> I actually love that too. Um, so tell us more about what you've been doing lately, dude. You've been uh running around crazy. I've been seeing all sorts of uh dude. cool stuff. Yeah, dude. How them uh you got some Tesla calls going? Oh I do. Um dude. Pristine. It's one of those times where I like uh, I, I never would do it, but like where you like you hate having a hedge. Like you wish you were just naked out there in the open, just letting her ride. <laughs> you know, that's not the way to do it, and I don't suggest that to anyone. That's why I have it. But fuck, just let her ride, dude. Because those, it's like the near is a calendar spread, so like you hope the one you short, which expires sooner, expires worthless. But that bitch just fucking boom. That thing was up like four hundred percent in a heartbeat. But like it doesn't matter because you're making more on the long call. Um, but yeah, those are up like. 270% right now. The big ones is PTR, Palatineer. Oh, yeah. So that, those are up like 1100%. I'm still holding those. 
becomes a trophy at a certain point. Yeah. I, um, I realize why we didn't ask to talk about options because I immediately have like no idea what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We like get one sentence into talking about options and Mike and I are both glazed over. We're like, all right, well, cool. Let's move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Calls, huh? Yeah. Those calls, hey, those calls, huh? Right. Yeah, right. like Tesla. See you later, right. Don. <laughs> yeah. All right, Don. Those calls, huh? All right. See you later, Don. Good call. Hey, nice calls, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tesla's pumping, dude. Because it's a technology company. That's why I like it so much, dude. They're going to pioneer advanced automated yeah. integration. Yeah, I don't that's... know what that is, but automated driving is what I meant to say. One of our uh, good friends just got a Tesla. He's in the process mm-hmm. of getting one. Yeah, you ordered one. It should be coming the next month or so. Don't you have to down pay with that shit? Like it's so, down at a time, right? I'm I'm not sure. But you order it like online, though. I don't think you yeah. can go and they bring it to you. Yeah, they don't know dealerships. Yeah, super weird. Um, but he like went, so he put a deposit down for the model three, I think. And then he canceled that or no, he put it down. He put a deposit down for the model S and then he decided against, against that one and went with the cheaper one that still had like the self-driving or whatever option. And but when he canceled it, he had, he like lost like I think it was like a hundred bucks or something like that. Like it was just like a deposit to like put the order in or something. I don't know. It was weird, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about shopping for cars online in general. But it's probably the way of the Man, future with like, like this Carvana stuff and yeah, you man that likes yeah. to feel feel the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> get the chutzpah yeah. of the car over that seat. <laughs> I get that too. I, I want to at least drive it. Like that seems really right. dumb, honestly. Yeah. 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 Well, 100%. I think he I think he did do a test drive somewhere. I don't know how it works. I'm... You, like some warehouse, abandoned <laughs> yeah. warehouse where a guy that looks like Elon Musk meets you and just like it's like a hipster that's selling weed, like you know, you're gonna rip him off. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna pay him, you're just gonna take the weed, but he's like really weird about it and like just you know, whispering to you and whatnot. Yeah, something like that. See, I am praying that that is not how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it for a while, and then I was like, I felt like I would, if I got it, it would just kind of be, it would be like a brand whore kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I just only wear Dolce. Yeah. Austin, (laughs) what's your, what's your dream car? Can I ask? Now, we have to be specific. I need to give me a category of dream car. Like, are we talking like family, father dream car? No. Are we talking like personal? We're talking like personal. Here, I can go first. I'll go first so you have an idea. My dream car is an Aston Martin. Like, James Bond style Aston Martin. Those are crisp, Mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, so is mine. We already they talked are. about this, Mike. Really? The mine's also yeah, like the the V twelve Vanquish is one of them. Um, just 
Yeah, they're sexy. I would do that for sure. Uh, I also oh, like the saline S7s. You guys oh, ever looked up a saline S7? I looked that up when you said it because I'd never heard of it, and I thought it looked fucking dumb. It's it's very very it's very sporty looking. It's not like a it's not like a car you would see on the road. Like, look it up, saline S7. And the reason why fun fact that I love that car is because I painted one when I was in like eighth grade graphic design class and it's legit. The <laughs> Yeah. And I just fell in love with it and I want it to be like fire red orange. Interesting. Yep. I mm-hmm. could see you driving one of those probably. I don't but know if yeah, I fit in one of those, but yeah. <laughs> you guys watch, I don't know if like maybe your dad watched it with you or just watched it. The like, the Sean Connery era of Bond movies. I think I've seen, I've seen a couple one. of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. Cause I've also always loved Aston Martins. And like, as you're saying, I was like, why do I, like, I don't, I'm not a car guy. I don't know that much about them, but that's all I can remember is like those Jane Bond movies or when I started fucks with it. Yeah. Same. I saw that, uh, casino Royale Aston Martin. And I was like, Ooh, one day I'm going to, want that still <laughs> so good story actually and i bet he was doing this too one day i'm gonna have me that yeah, like that meme of the guy who's like behind yeah. a tree yeah exactly. yeah rubbing them hands together mm-hmm. yeah what's uh so what's your what's your dream car yeah you're not getting out of this without answering honestly probably like uh it would be the either like the G wagon, the Mercedes G wagons, like SUV, or the Lincoln Navigator. Those I just yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I I've had so like the old car I had was like I've only ever owned Hondas. It's probably all I'll ever own. It's just it's fucking sensible, and like mm-hmm. I just it's sensible, so I do it. But yeah. uh, uh, I had a, like a V. I had an inline V six two door Accord. So like it's very fast, zero sixty, very fast. But like for a reasonable car and mm-hmm. i fucking i love that thing but like the second i got an suv because i'm like 6'1 270 i'm not a small guy i was like why the fuck have i not always had a big <laughs> car you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. what, what have i been doing all this time like i can just yeah. get in now with ease but i will say we just got an odyssey the van that car fucks. that's what i have that's what i ride honda odyssey dude like I don't I don't look cool riding it at all, but like if you've ever if you have kids at all oh. and you and you drive one, it's like a dream. <laughs> it dude. is a goddamn dream. You were right oh, about that. It is amazing. <laughs> like I could like spread out, like the kids can walk around. Like it's just it's incredible. It's so it practical. I feel like, you know, you just gotta own it, you know. I call it my swagger wagon and you just kinda rock with it and it is what it is. But dude, like I don't think I would give it back. Like even if I didn't yeah. have kids, like I, I want it. No, I mean it's <laughs> it's substantially weirder because I have two friends that both had vans. Like it was like right when they got clean, so it was like the options weren't that great. They both had a van, and that was kind of like we loved it, and they would always drive because it's so dude. It's, it's a comfortable setting, it's such a smooth ride. And like the Odyssey specifically, I found out it was built on basically a car chassis, so it's low to the ground, easy easy and easy out, quick access. You can control all the doors right there. Boom, bang, boom, done. 
do you can slide do you i don't know if what model you have but like we have the 2019 you can like slide yeah. the middle rows around like on, you can like oh, oh my god so much fucking utility <laughs> it god is damn. we had to wait somewhere for a while and my wife's like slide on open i was like yeah so i just get up and i'm just i'm i'm there it's done and the bucket seat so it's not that like you know bench seat bullshit right right god damn it. yep Practical man, Mike's sitting here like, Ugh, "Can we please stop talking about minivans?" <laughs> <laughs> this is, I will say, not the direction I expected it to take. <laughs> Asking about like cool supercars, and we got to minivans. That's like backwards as hell. I think, I think Honda Honda needs to uh, sponsor us now because we're doing a lot of free Ooh. press for them. Yeah. I can call big Mr. Big C, Big Carry, Bozak Honda. Get them, get a, get a sponsorship up there. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. But for all your Honda needs, I hope you do go to Bozak. Cause it was shit. I a did. Of, yeah. Yeah. Those tits, just my old neighbor. Oh, Texas nice. Service. No, so all right. So we talked about this uh, after our. I think I don't remember if it was on our recording or after our recording last time. But it was a topic that you had brought up that really intrigued me, and I've thought about it ever since. Uh, so Robin Hood, IPOing on Robin Hood, I know, and the ethical implications of that. Talk to me about your thoughts. Get real deep, like Joe Rogan style, right now. Like go as hard as you want into this, and let's hear what you got. Well, I think the first issue. It's like, so I guess, like, what would background topic for context? Do you know how the exchanges operate, high frequency exchanges? So basically, nope. Basically, <laughs> like, Robinhood, the only way they make money, okay, is by operating these high frequency exchanges. So, like, people pay them to send trades through their trade desk. So, what they can do, and this is a, a you know, warning do not ever put in a market order. If you want to just like that's what I, I don't I don't fuck them I don't want them to make money on it I want it to be free. So if you put in a market order, say a stock is trading at like you know like let's think so like Apple says so trading like one fourteen fifty right. Most people aren't going to pay too much attention if their order gets filled at one fourteen fifty three. It showed one fourteen fifty on the screen. Market order. 114.53 would have filled that. They can go to another exchange and find where someone's selling it for, say, that someone could be selling it on another exchange for 115.48 and they sell it back to you for 114.53. They make that five cent difference per share. But now do that times, you know, I don't know, I mean, know how many Robinhood daily active users are, but it's uh, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands at least. And then times 365. So, like, just for perspective, point zero. Let's say they're getting point zero zero nine cents, right? Times. This is this is starting to sound a lot like what they did in Office Space when they like tried to take like a fifth of a cent or something off every transaction. Yeah. Let's do it so, like, say they take a fraction of a cent on um, would that be one, two, three, on a hundred thousand shares, 
and say they have 5 million users, okay? And this is like, I don't know, a day, a week, whatever. But that's 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. That's 4.5 billion. That's a little excessive. But <laughs> the point, you get the point. That's exponential. So like most, Yeah, most uh, Robinhood users are buying 100,000 shares a day, but we get your point. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like one. <laughs> like I, I buy like, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so like, okay. all right, so them IPOing on their own platform, like that's a little sketchy. So think about this. If their platform, people are trading their stock and they are directly involved in the pricing of that stock or the purchase of that stock, they could, in effect, raise and lower their stock price to a degree. So like, I just don't see how it would make any sense. And secondly, they would be making a compensation technically off the sale and or purchase of their stock on their platform. So like, how can you trust that is the question. It sounds like a brilliant business model. To, you know. It is. <laughs> they are. And they, like Robinhood did it right. They put up the velvet rope to begin with. When, you, when it first rolled out, it was very limited. There's a wait list. You had to sign up the same way they did the Robinhood card. Or they got thousands, millions, maybe, I don't know, 100,000 people to sit there and tap that thing to get points so they can go up the list. Think about that. Like they're trolling everyone. It's hilarious. But, like, you know, I tapped it zero times and I got the card. So it was a scam. But, uh, yeah, that's how they make their money. And that will interest me to see how that plays out because I, I don't see how, you could, how that wouldn't be a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just it doesn't seem like that could not be a conflict of interest. Right. Has anything like that ever happened before? I mean, like... No. Has, like, is Schwab, like, is that a private company? Like, are they, like, some of those, like, other brokerages? Are those all private? Interesting. So I guess it's cool because they do it. Because they own TD Ameridon. Right. So So it's like... Yeah. It's, uh... So, I mean, it's not like, I guess, an uncommon practice, but it still leads the, begs the question, is this uh, ethical and legit and legal? Or are just uh, they just too rich and powerful and nobody cares? So Well, I'm sure they just pitch it as like SEC oversight, which like, you know, if they're mm-hmm. the ones doing it, then who, I don't know. I don't think they give a shit. They make too much money off of it to care. But yeah, it doesn't seem right to me. But you know, it's it's questionable for sure. Yeah. What do yeah, you think I of uh, What do you think of their IPO? What do you uh, What do you th- What are your thoughts on what it's going to do? I'll buy it and I'll dump it quick. I like trading yeah. IPOs. You wait. I I will almost always wait a day, um, unless it's a company like True. And maybe I won't because it's it's a company that I think is going to continue to grow. Honest to God, they've captured enough in the market. Now, the only, uh, I'd say, like, issue you could see, issue, if you will, is uh, kind of the way that they've, uh, that Barron's article I did with that guy, that was his whole angle. It's like he just wanted to get perspective on, like, do you believe that Robinhood has turned, like, a, a serious thing, like options trading, for example, where you could bankrupt yourself. You know, you could financially ruin yourself. Should they make something like that as simple and and like attractive as Candy Crush, which is in essence what they've done with like the fireworks and the you know it looks like a children's app. 
And like, that's the whole question is like, is that acceptable? Because like, they don't outline the risks and like, they don't really like anyone could trade options. I, I get it. That's difficult to decide like who could, who can't, whatever. And so like now they make you put your experience and so like they're covering their ass. But I think fundamentally the company will continue to grow and it's something that I would hold, especially if they had a dividend. That's what I would look for, honestly. They probably won't for a while. Ooh, know how DJ feels about dividends. Okay, so let's talk about dividends for a second here. Um, so a couple of my mods are obsessed with dividends and they're both... Well, one of them's like real young and the other's real old. Just kidding, Ari, but you're kind of old. He's kind of old. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, but like, okay. And then, so with dividend investing, to me, like as a young buck, I can see it as being like, okay, to have it as in like maybe a small portion of your, you know, portfolio. But like, if you don't have a super large account, to me, I don't feel like it. those dividends pay enough dividends, I guess, if you will, um, to, to, and to trade a stock or to buy a stock just because it has like good dividends. To me, like I, I feel like it's better at this age to take more risk and to you know, swing trade and, you know, do more of like the, you know, investing in like the really good growth stocks. And they always try and like sell me otherwise, and I'm just not having it. So I guess take your best shot at changing my mind on should a 20 something year old be focusing mainly on dividends with a small account where you're going to get like 60 cents a share and you only own like 20 shares. Like that to me is not what you need to be doing to grow your account. What are your thoughts? What are the arguments for doing it? Like what's the, what's the, what's what the, are their arguments for doing it? Yeah. Uh, well, they I'm, always tell me like the snowball effect and like that over time, like, you know, you reinvest them and they'll turn into, you know, like these, you know, monster gains down the road that are uh, like passive income and stuff, which is fine. But like the same snowball effect, you know, applies to, any kind of investing like that's what investing is you know i mean you take it compounding gains yeah right it's just compounding interest so like you know you make money you reinvest it and then you make more money on that because you have more money to build on so um do you agree with me it's kind of sounds like you agree with me but i I mean the rule compounding gains is is how you you do this in my opinion so like like I look at like people in our group, there's like there's one guy always sticks out in my mind, like he has a firm rule and this is all based on individual risk. Like say I have, you know, say I'm twenty two and I have a million dollars, like I could take way more risk, you know, than someone who's like forty three kids and has like two grand in their account. Like they need to be safer with it, you know, if they're not in a position where the income is coming in consistently or whatever. So um but this one guy, he just he takes ten percent every time. Like it just he he, do, he just does it, and then he takes ten percent again. He takes and he probably has he's a, since he joined he's up like four hundred thirty percent. So and it's consistent. If you look at the timeline of his chart, it doesn't really waver all that much. Whereas like some people trade options like up and then down forty thousand, then up fifty thousand. Like that's insane, and you're gonna get an ulcer. But um, 
I, I don't think, especially someone of your stature, uh, I personally think that if like discipline is employed and the education's there and you know what you're doing as far as swing trading goes, I think that's the best way to grow. So like what I do is like I trade short term to add long term. Like I believe in that approach too. I just don't, I think in order to be successful doing this, it's like you, you have to be able to play. It's like you want to be a utility guy. Like if they need me at short, they need me at short. They need me at first base, they need me at first base. Like I think that's the mentality to, to, that I operate with. That like sometimes the best play for me in this case is, is to trade options. Sometimes the best play is to trade equities or sit and hold, et cetera. So, so I have a question. So you said that looking at the Robin Hood, like when they IPO, one of the things that you're going to look at is if it pays a dividend. Like, why is that? Is that just because you're long on it or? It speaks to the health of the company. Okay. Like if they're at a point where they can pay a dividend quickly, rather quickly, that means they're making good money. Okay. And that's what I'd like to see, ideally. But I, I don't think they would do anything like that right off the bat. I just don't. But Right. Yeah. So it's more of like a, almost like a fundamental indicator than you're exactly. looking at it for. Yeah. It speaks to health. Like my favorite dividend stock, to be honest, is like AbbVie. Like AbbVie Pharmaceutical, they've paid a consistency. Like what I look at is like, number one, what's the yield? Number two, have they made all of those payments? Because like that's the thing is like I, there's a big craze. Like, oh, I want to buy IBR and like all these capital and realty plays that have these huge dividends because they're trading at $20 a share, and, you know, in 2019. But after Corona, they're trading at $4 a share. So how in the hell fundamentally is that company trading at that valuation? which has been sliced, you know, it's down 75%. How are they going to pay out that same dividend? You know what I'm saying? If the money's mm -hmm. not coming in, obviously. So like, cause like the market is disconnected from the economy and I'm a firm believer in that, where it doesn't mm -hmm. accurately represent the economy in its present state. And uh, I don't know. I mean, dividends is, is great, but like, again, I trade short term to add long term. And it yeah. Will so like for me, what like uh, and i've told them this as well like dividends i think are good but i i don't target a stock just for dividend dividends like uh, if it's a like it's like a bonus you know what i mean like how you how i use you know technicals to look for a good setup uh mm -hmm. and then you use the fundamentals to like kind of confirm you know your setup to see if it's like you know a good play to get into especially if you're doing longer holds and stuff so like for me it's like you know, if a if a stock has got a great growth, you know, pattern and it's, you know, been doing well and it's got like consistent, you know, gains and it's got a, a nice setup on the chart, blah, blah, blah. Like, OK, great. If it's got dividends, that's a bonus. You know what I mean? At least at, at my age. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of the the way to, you know, view it, I guess. It, 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 it does depend on your age and it does depend on your risk tolerance and, you know, stuff like that. I mean. Uh, the older you get, obviously dividends are great, but I also feel like that's because most of the time you have more money to put into to them to get kind of substantial return on your investment. You know what I mean? And it's more passive and it's safer and all that kind of stuff. But the other thing, you know, to know about dividend dividends for our listeners, and maybe you can explain this a little better, Austin, how it works, but like, correct me if I'm wrong, when a company pays out a dividend, their stock or their share price drops by the same amount as that dividend. Is that correct? So wait, so, so like, if, so like if, if a company pays out a dividend, 
like the 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 share price of that stock drops by the same amount of that dividend. Is that correct? That's what I've been told, and that's what I've read. Like if you like, let's say you got a five dollar payout on this Wingstop dividend, right? Wait, what? Wingstop has a di- Wingstop. First of all, publicly traded. Number yep. two, they pay a dividend. Yeah, they just uh, did this big like five five dollar a share dividend uh, payout oh. on Wingstop. Yeah. Also, Wingstop is my favorite restaurant of all time. Do you ever go to Bridges and Griffin? I have been to Bridges. Yeah, it's good too. But those are I like those dividend plays where like you honestly you get in before the next dividend date and then you, but it can dump afterwards. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So like, is, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I've misunderstood it. But like the the share price drops when a dividend pays out. Right. I think I think it's like if you're talking like the under ten dollar ones, that's just because like, you know, people are swing trading them and grabbing them for the dividend and dumping them. But like those are risky because like the you have to really think about risk reward. So like will the dividend compensate for the drop in share price when you're able to sell? That's what I would think about. Right, but like wouldn't you like I mean, aren't you like washing then? I mean, isn't it just like a it's yeah, a wash. The drop's enough. It's it's a terrible play. Right. So, um, but I feel like that, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I've been told wrong, but, um, yeah. Okay. So I just looked it up after a stock goes X dividend, the share price typically drops by the amount of the dividend paid to reflect the fact that new shareholders are not entitled to that payment. Dividends pay out as stock instead of cash can dilute earnings, which can also have a negative impact on share price in the short term. Yeah. I think that's probably different than what they're talking about, though. I feel like there's a lot of guys, like even young guys, it's like fundamentals, and they want you to just invest, just continually invest. And like, dude, if you can't, like, if you're working a bunch and you like you have kids, and like, yeah, that's what I would, I would just a nice allocation of index funds in different sectors, where you just set it and forget it. And I think it all depends on what you're able to do. Like, but if you're able to actively manage it, personally, I don't think that's the way. For me, at least, I think you can make substantially more. Uh, Mike, uh, what do you got, man? What's going on with you? Well, so it's a. Uh, I feel like we're going down like a philosophical train here a little bit. Um, and uh, with with us talking about Tesla earlier, it, it brought something to mind. Go for it. So I'm going to totally butcher this. But have you guys heard of these like thought experiments where they're doing it's like a, they pose a question and it's like um, there's there's a train on the tracks. Right. And there are people on the train. And there's a person on the tracks. And you're at the lever where you can switch which which track the train is on. And one on one track, you don't switch it, but it hits the person. And then on the other track, so you switch the track, it like goes off a cliff or something. And it's like but trying you miss the person. Yeah, but the person on the track lives. So it's like trying. It's a thought experiment to see like how much you value a life. So like, does it change if the people on the train are all like? going to prison and the person on the track is a kid or, you know, like vice versa, stuff like that. 
And it's these thought experiments to uh, try to see like what value is associated to a person's life. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. Yes, trolley experiment. That's good stuff. Yeah, thank you. So, so like, why did hold on before you go into into this further? How did Tesla bring us here? <laughs> so, so yeah, so this is like a thought experiment, right? But now uh-huh. that Tesla is making these self-driving cars, it's like a question that actually they need to answer because like if there's an accident and there's a problem, it's like and there's no like good choices. Like, are you asking like is Tesla liable or is the person who's in the car liable? No, That's I'm not. It not. I, I'm not asking about liability. Oh. I'm just saying like, this is getting real Joe Rogan esque here. Yeah, it's like, what's the right choice? You know, it's like they're actually having to ask these questions now. You know. <laughs> That's the best. So, like, what I know about it is that, like, it was pushed forth by, like, a lot of, like, thought-provoking questions, like Thomas Aquinas always had. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, some sort of Christian figure. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was, like, really to determine from what, like, I understand at least, like, is the like is the act itself, like, number one, is it a good act or neutral act? Is the intention behind the act good? And then are the intended consequences good or bad? I don't really like the good and bad, but that shit's so interesting because like you put it, like you said, a number of ways where like there's one person on one track and five on the other. It's heading towards five, but you could switch it to only kill one. What mm-hmm. do you do? Or like one's your family member and the other is 10 people's children or something. You know what I mean? And like that's, that's some thought-provoking shit. So, Mike, which one do you choose? Uh, which question? Which one's a uh, DJ on? <laughs> Whoa, that's a good Whoa. question. <laughs> Whoa, because you're gonna you save me, right? Switch it to that one, whatever that <laughs> one is. Put it there, but like, but dang, this took a dark turn real quick for yeah, me. It did. It did. It was already <laughs> kind of dark, but now it's just more targeted. <laughs> Man, your friends can never complain about how I treat you on our podcast anymore. Cause you literally just tried to kill me in a thought provoking experiment. <laughs> so like when next time your friends are like, Oh, DJ is so mean to you. I don't like DJ. Cause he makes fun of you on your podcast. Uh, I'm going to remind them that you just tried to murder me on a train. So I'm just asking the questions, man. I'm just asking the question. I'm just facilitating the conversation. Austin. Dude, dude, I told, we talked about this, dude. I'm not supposed to mention the girl. You weren't supposed to say anything. You, you've been asking me for pics and I was like, okay, I'll show you, but Gert. don't tell anybody. And now you're telling everybody. Sorry, dude. When I just see that, I have a <laughs> scheduled nude Skype call with you. I can't turn it down. <laughs> oh, man. Man. But uh, yeah, so I guess the real question is, are you involved in the act? Because I think that uh, that's what I understand. So if like you're like in, if, in this instance, like if you're, the question is, did you kill the people? If you switch right. the track, are you the murderer? <sighs> Whereas you don't I, pull the lever. So say it's heading towards five people, right? And you have the option to change it to one person on the other track. Mm-hmm. Are you the murderer by not changing it 
from the five people. So if it hits the five people, are you the murderer? Or if you switch it to the one person, are you the murderer? I mean, I think that's the point of the experiment. It's like there's no good answers. I personally, me personally, I would switch the track to one person. And then with my lightning speed, I would outrun the train, grab the person, and we're good. Everybody's good. But I'm way too slow for that. So <laughs> you can just pick up the train, DJ. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, like, stop yeah, I'll just it. stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, can you, like, not, like, I don't know, warn the person in front of you? You're tied to the tracks. Yeah, I mean the the idea of the experiment is it's inevitable that somebody's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, it's making and that's what's like making it hard with like Tesla's self driving cars. Now it's like if there isn't a good option, you know. What do you mean when you say that if there isn't a good option? Like, what do you so say? like if you're if you're driving, if there's a self driving car, and it's either like an accident is going to happen and you can't just like turn the wheel and avoid an accident. It's like, who's, who's it better to hit, you know? So like, if I, like a, if, if a Tesla is about to like run, run into somebody or if it turns to avoid the person that goes off a cliff. Yeah. Or like if there's a, like a kid or like an elderly person, and it's going to have to hit one of them, you know? It's like... I don't know that the Tesla is going to know what type of person it is. You can set it up to target those people. (laughs) But I think, think, dude, you really did bring up, like, a genuine liability question of who's at fault. And I think that's that's super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So who do you you think would be at fault? Like, do you think it'd be the person in the I car? Feel like, I think it'd be. I feel like Tesla's gonna have it set up in their disclaimers in a way that they are yeah, protected from that. Like, probably. they're gonna have Self they're gonna have for feature. sure something that says like that like we're not liable for accidents, like because you are technically supposed to be alert and hands on the wheel at all times. You know, even if we're even if it's driving, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to find... There's no way that they leave themselves up to that kind of liability. Now, with that said, right. those, like, all the safety features that they put in it and stuff, like, supposedly it's way less likely to crash than an actual person because it's going to have better response time than an actual person could. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's an interesting thought. I would... uh I mean, I guess it just definitely depends on who the people are <laughs> in my mind. It's like my daughter's on the track and or and I got five people I don't know on the train. I mean, sorry, five people I don't know, you know, but if it's yeah. like, you know, a bunch of strangers, obviously, I guess it would be better to just knock off the one. So. Interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Really uh, diving deep on this episode here. We've talked about IPOs, dividends, uh, <laughs> train murders, uh, yeah. vacations, <laughs> dream cars. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird combination of topics. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we transition to dad jokes and then, and then wrap it up? We could do that. We could do that. Austin, you got a dad joke for us this time? 
I don't. Dude. That was the only one I had. What the hell, dude? You have one dad joke. That's it. None from your buddy uh, Lee or whatever last time who gave you the really good one. Tom. I know. That's right, and he's not even a dad, right? No, man. He he is. He's not in a in a, in a like a uh, an actual coach. dad. Yeah, traditional sense. Yeah, but he one hundred percent is. Just everything he does is dad as it gets. Like he taught me, I told you, I told you the wind air hammer, some sort of air <laughs> hammer in the in the AC vent. He goes, "Oh, that's an air hammer," and I'm like, "What the?" Fuck? Dang it! I forgot that I'm going to make my Discord name Air Hammer. Yeah, DJ is a big fan of the term Air Hammer. Oh, air hammer. I am. I am. DJ, you got a joke? I do. Um, it's actually kind of funny, Mike, because you uh, mentioned. Um, Wanting to go to Greece. So uh, this is kind of fitting. So, all right. Why do the Greeks hate the morning? Why? Because dawn is tough on Greece. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Uh, That's not bad. That's not bad. It's all right. It's all right. It wasn't what I planned on going with, but then you talked about Greek. So yeah, or Greece. It was so. a little more complex than your normal dad jokes. I know. This whole episode's all about complexity. The complexities yeah. of the human spirit. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um <clears throat> okay, so hold on. Wait, Austin, do you really not have one? I mean I could look one up, but I don't have uh, one organic. I'm ashamed of I don't you. Have dude. An I'm ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of you that you don't have a like a dad joke up your sleeve for all times. This. Like cold plastic yeah, shame blanket. This is your last day. I'll, I'll have it. Okay. That's cold. My <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not having you back after this. It was, it was fucking right now. So I, I've, I've got two to make up for it. Okay. One's more of a statement. One's more of a joke. Okay. So the first one is uh, the statement. And it is... I am a big fan of camping sex. Why, Mike? Because it's fucking intense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one's courtesy of Devin. Thank you, Devin. Uh, Um, Okay. The next one I got from our local McDonald's guy. Uh, Again? I love this guy. You have the best resources for jokes. We didn't air the other episode. Episode right, so it's the same joke. Oh, we didn't. Oh, no. well, then I'll pretend to laugh organically here. Okay, yeah. So it's a. I've got a local McDonald's here, and the, there's an old man that tells very like questionable jokes. So this was his joke. After he invites you to his house. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, I got it in the back of his van. Actually, you got um, that Big Mac boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, so it's why can't you solve a hillbilly murder? Why? Because they all have the same DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I don't know. I have a regular joke, a nasty joke. I don't know if it's considered a dad joke, but I guess it could. All be. jokes are dad jokes if you're a dad. Okay. Um, anything, anything's a toy if you play with it. Oh, I got one in that exact area. 
Um, oh, no. That makes me nervous. Make, why don't they make a pregnant Barbie? Because Ken came Gosh. in another box. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Or another one, actually. What goes in hard and dry but comes out soft and wet? Dumb. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Gum. What? Is, what? What goes in hard and dry comes out soft and wet. Gum. Gum. <laughs> yep. Man, that really took my mind down a way different path. Thank yeah. you for that. That's why it's a good good. <laughs> yeah, this episode's super explicit. Got a blast off right now. I got a blast out of here, gentlemen. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. I really do. I love y'all. I blast out of here. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all stay blessed now. No, it's been super fun. We appreciate you uh, uh, coming back on with us. And um, just a couple of quick things to note. Uh, as always, thank you guys for uh, listening to us and putting up with our nonsense, especially in episodes like this. But we like to have some fun every once in a while. And um, appreciate you coming on, Austin. And, uh, cool. you know, keep an eye out on... Uh, our stock dads page as always uh, for, you know, just continued uh, growth and support and wah, 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 uh, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, man, um, as always, dude, appreciate having you on. It was good t- chatting with you. It's always fun. I love y'all. Loved having you on, bud. Later guys. All right, guys, we out. Thank you for listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and join our Stock Dads community on Facebook and Instagram. But most importantly, don't touch the thermostat.